We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Joining me today, you may know him from John Boy Media and all the videos on YouTube of him freaking out over Yankee losses. (laughs) And that, of course, is the world-famous Joe's McFly. Joe's, thank you very much for hanging out with me today. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm still kind of like looking over my shoulder, seeing if they're going to send security to <laughs> get me out of here. But, you know, I'm here today. If they didn't grab security to get Loogie out of the studio <laughs> in two days, you're fine. Now, me and Joe's were hanging out. We were chatting. We were talking baseball, talking about life. And we witnessed something that I think we need to address because if this happens one month from now, people are going to freak out. People are going to lose their minds. And all of the momentum that has been gaining towards the beauty of the pitch clock will disappear. Yes. The Mets are playing a meaningless game today. Max Scherzer's just getting ready for the start of the season. And he let the pitch count expire, not on purpose. And then right as it expired through a pitch and a double play was turned. And so if you're watching the game, you're like, oh, yay, double play. Everybody's happy. But then we saw that it was a pitch clock violation. A ball is called. There's no double play. Max looks like he has to go to the bathroom. He then proceeds to give up like seven runs, and Max Scherzer's taken out of the game. You oh. saw it. I saw it. Is this, this is not like the end of the world for the pitch clock, is it? No, but <laughs> don't let that happen in an important game, like something happened, or like a rivalry game. Like If it's Yankees-Red Sox as an example, um, or you guys are going against the Braves, Big play in the game, and you have a double play that you think it's a double play. Everybody's hype and happy, and ends up being oh, that's a pitch clock thing. It's every people are gonna go ballistic. They I know are. I would. Oh no, I. But you know what's funny? So I'm watching this clip, and I knew what happened before it happened. To be fair, he threw the pitch at zero. Like he yeah. he committed a pitch clock violation. And here's a little message for Max Scherzer: You want to play your little games? You want to get all cute? You want to, oh, I'm going to milk the clock to zero. I'm going to play head games with the hitters. That's great. Make sure you get the pitch off before it hits zero. Because if it does, it's a violation. Just like in the NFL, if you don't get the playoff before zero, hey, it's a delay a game and there's a five-yard penalty. So let that be a lesson for Max and let it be a lesson for everybody in baseball that you can try to take advantage of this clock as you should. Yeah. But if you commit a violation, they're going to call it. Yeah, as they should. They should call it. You know, they should definitely call it to the letter of the law. I mean, we seen Wandy the other day just I, mean, I know. Just strike somebody out in like twenty seconds. Yes. Uh, they could the whole thing. So there's no real excuse. Um, but it's gonna be tough when it does happen. We just gotta get used to it kinda like how in basketball, you know, there's that shot clock 
you know, somebody doesn't get it off, everybody just like, well, you didn't get it off. It's part of the game. Yeah, it's part of the game. It's a part of the game. And, you know, we're still figuring out in the early going. It's why I think spring training ratings are actually through the roof, and they are. Like, everybody's bragging about how high spring training ratings are, and I think the reason that they're high is because that there's an intrigue factor. There's people saying, I want to see how this thing works, and in a normal game where there's no violations, you notice, okay, the game moves quick, but when you see a violation – that's when people's antennas are going to go up and say, oh, my God, what if this happens in a regular season game? But in the early going, the pace of the game, you mentioned that Wandy Peralta sequence from yesterday's yeah. Yankee game. He literally struck a guy out in 20 seconds, and it was incredible. I'll be honest, in terms of the pace of the game, I love it. Um, I was worried about, oh, the game's going to feel rushed. I watched a Yankee game the other day where I look up, and it was they were going into the ninth inning, and I don't know, going into the eighth inning, and it was like two hours in. I'm like, whoa, I'm not used to this. <laughs> my, I have kids. My kids get a little kooky. You know, they'll go with me to the games. But around the seventh inning, they start to get a little loopy. Like, they want to go home or whatever it is. And what do you do? Do you lay down the law and say, we ain't leaving? We don't leave games early. We just don't. It just doesn't happen. So he's just like, okay, well, you know, I hope the Yankees win. Hurry up. Like, ex- <laughs> extra innings, mentally, he's out. So, you know, I'm talking about my son. Uh, but... You know, other than that, he'll be there. He'll be a trooper with me, but he's not, like, too happy about it. Like, he'll start, like, moaning and groaning. That's why, like, as a father like uh, you are and I am with two young kids, (laughs) the pitch clock is pretty cool. We like it from from that aspect. (laughs) Now, as far as the Yankees are concerned, I was worrying about this yesterday. So, the Mets have a really boring spring training. I know Ronnie Mauricio's off to a good start and Brett Beatty's trying to win the third base job. But the truth is, it's very unlikely that the Mets are going to have any job changes from spring training. The Yankees supposedly have a battle for shortstop, a battle for left field, and a battle for the fifth starter spot. But I have noticed from my Yankee fan friends that there's a skepticism that any of these battles are real, that IKF is really going to be the shortstop to shut your mouth, everybody, that Aaron Hicks is going to be the left field to shut your mouth, everybody. No matter what you actually want, they already know what you're going to get. I'm on that boat, too, and I'm, it kind of pisses me off. I hope we're wrong, and there's an actual... Because don't tell Volpe in November you got a chance to win the shortstop spot. And then come spring training, he's hitting it all. Ball. I mean, he's right now in that competition, if you're really looking at it. And we're a week into spring training, right? Early so on, sure, really sure. yeah. He's killing it right now. Defensively, offensively, you know, he's doing everything that he's asked to do. And if he continues on this track... And he doesn't win, then it's like funny business, you know. I think I personally think Peraza is going to win because you don't just start somebody, and I want him to win because I think he's a really good defender as well as a bat. But you don't just start somebody in your most important games of your season last year, only to not start him in your season the next year. That doesn't make sense to me. So no, I. But that's why, like, I think. Start with shortstop, and we'll look at left field. Because I think there's an easy solution to left field if the Yankees just want to do it. But at shortstop, to me, Peraza's going to get the job. Like, if he has a halfway decent spring, and the sample size is very small right now, so obviously we've got many more plate appearances, at-bats, innings to see what happens. Peraza's the guy. I think IKF just eventually becomes a super utility player, and that's all right. He could play third. He could play short. He could play the outfield. Maybe they'll go back to three years ago and stick his ass behind the plate. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> like, why the hell not? Want to make yourself useful, IKF? Yes, yes. Go catch for a few innings. I like that. Of course. Listen, man, I have some ideas. But I know that there's a skepticism, and I think it's a lack of trust 
with this general manager and this manager that they are just going to force the guys they want to have out there. That no matter what you want, Aaron Hicks is going to play left field. No matter what you want, IKF's going to get another shot at shortstop. No matter what you want, Josh Donaldson's getting 500 plate appearances. And I understand and respect that lack of trust you guys have, but I'm skeptical. I honestly think they're going to go with who wins these jobs. Like, I don't think IKF is going to be forced down your throat this year. I really don't. I hope not. I have that feeling as well. I kind of, I think it's time for the kids. You can't have it both ways where you say, um, I want the kids to come up and develop my kids, and then you don't play them. So it's like, you know, let's let's go ahead and play the kids. I want the Yankees to be a little bit more brave-like. I, you know, I said it you know, on a podcast. I said, be a little bit more brave like the Braves. Play your You're kids. You're spot on. You're spot on. Play by your the way. kids. Yes. Like, yes. What, what are you gonna do? Like, all you're gonna do is just you put them down there. If anything, it's gonna make them feel like I don't know what I need to do to get up there. You know, I'm being blocked by IKF. That doesn't even make sense. And you know, here's a, to me the main reason. And I, I'm still very excited for this regular season. I know you are very excited for this regular season. But we do live in a world in which it's a 162 game kind of journey to the inevitable postseason. That's what you guys are proving, the mm-hmm. Yankees. That's what the Mets are hoping to prove. That it's 162. I don't want to say exhibition games. I think that's too strong. 162 warm-ups, if you will. It's 162 one-game seasons for me. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm, every game, people are like, oh, Joe, it's not the playoffs. I'm like, it's a playoff for me today. I need I need to win today. So I, by the way, me. I get why in the moment you feel that way. Because yeah. when I sit down and you invest in the old days before the pitch clock, three and a half hours to watch a baseball game. I want to win. Yeah. Like so I'm I'm not even disagreeing with you that in the moment I feel that way too. Like I get really excited after wins, I get really down after losses. Yeah. But when you could take a step back, especially after your team embarrassed itself in the ALCS last year and my team, look, I'm saying it, it embarrassed itself in the wild card series, you realize that those games in April and May and June, they're just a warm up. Yeah. That's all they are, but that's more of a reason, Joe's, why the kids should play. Yeah. Because as I Let's say Isaiah Conner-Falef is your starting shortstop on opening day. Does anybody in their right mind think that come October 5th, his ass is in the lineup at shortstop for the Yankees? There's no way. He wasn't there October 5th, like, like 2022, so I, I don't think that. No. Plus, he stinks. So, we all yeah. know that. So even if you give him the job right out of the gate, you know he's not keeping the job. So why not use April, May, and June? And I think the brave analogy is spot on because I saw it firsthand last year. They called up Michael Harris from Double A. Double A. Double A. They called up Vaughn Grissom, and they let those kids play. And then, obviously, they were a big part of their success in winning the division a year ago. And then they'll sign those kids up at an early age, and then they'll get out of arbitration, and they have good relationships with their players, and it's – I'm not going to sit here and wax poetic about the Braves, but I just like what they're doing building their team. So Look, we, let's see I, that. It's a respect and an appreciation. I can't stand the Atlanta Braves, but I respect what they did. And I think your point about the way they called up their younger players last year is what exactly the Mets and Yankees should do. Because that's the one, the one question both fan bases have going into the start of this season. I mean, there's other questions, but the main thing on our mind is how can these young players impact the team? Now, left field to me is so different. I think mm-hmm. this is really simple. Like, I feel like I'm splitting the atom here. Tell Giancarlo Stanton you're playing the outfield 130 times this year. Because if Stanton's in right, Judge is in left, and Bader is in center, I just solved your left field problem. You don't have to worry about Aaron Hicks. You know, Oswaldo's a good, like, super utility yeah. guy, too. So he'll play. He's just going to play, you know, kind of a Ben Zobers role. 
Isn't that like the easiest way to solve left field? Yes. I think Giancarlo is on our team saying that. I think the Yankees are saying no way. Um, I don't know. The man's an athlete. Let him be an athlete. Let him play let, let him play right field. Put Judge in left field, who's another athlete. He can do it. If he played center, he can play left. Oh, so yes. It's fine. You can be able to do that. Later on, tighten up the defense. And then if you want to take out Giancarlo and put Hicks in left field and move Judge to right, you can do that. I know it feels like a lot of moving pieces and it it's it's been a little annoying. Um the last couple of years where the Yankees have been moving everybody, it feels like out of positions. You play shortstop, play third base. <laughs> yeah. You play third base, let's put you in the outfield. And it's like, let's figure it out that way. But um, I just think that that's like an easy It's easy. Remedy, and, and, and You know, I, just remedy that. I get the concern is you got to keep him healthy. We all agree with that. But is there any proof that him playing the outfield is why he gets hurt all the time? I mean, is that is that really why he's had a tough time staying healthy in his time here? Because I, I don't know if that's the reason. I mean, if you speak to Giancarlo, he feels that he gets hurt because he's not playing the field. Right. And he feels like he needs to get warm because he's not actively in the game. So, I, I don't know. It probably we need to speak to some doctors about that. <laughs> Many doctors have been hired by the Yankees, so I would like to find out through one of them. My, my evidence would be when he was in Miami... There was no DH. That was long before you forced the DH role on me. And I say you because you're an American League fan. And all I'm you American, American League, League fans are the same. You forced your rule on me. So now I have no choice. I have the DH. It is what it is. Sometimes you got to force the, the, the vegetables down your children's throat, too. You know? Like they that, have, is, they, you got to give them good things, too. Is that what you're doing as a father? Are you taking broccoli and shoving it down your kids? <laughs> Is that, is that what you do in the McFly yeah, household? Right. We got to get it out there, you know? Trust me. You know what I do, by the way? And you tell me how you handle this. I bribe them. Mm. I say, if you have this piece of broccoli, I'm going to give you a brand new Cody Rhodes figure. That He's a wrestler, by the okay. way. Okay. Okay. Are you familiar with that? Yes. You know, know Cody Rhodes? Yes. Cody okay. Rhodes. I, I, or another Rhodes. Uh, <laughs> his father was kind of famous. Father uh, Goldust. So, so yeah, uh, no, his brother was Goldust. His, brother was Goldust, his father was Dusty, yes. but close yes. enough. Yeah, I bribed them to eat the broccoli. And <laughs> okay. you just say, it's here you go. <laughs> Not like that, that physical. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but just trying to get, make sure it gets on their plate at least. No, right? I understand. Yeah. And the biggest hypocritical point of the broccoli thing, and I feel horrible about this, is that I don't eat broccoli. Mm. I hate broccoli. Every time my wife puts broccoli on my plate, and says, "Hun, you have to be a good example." I'll eat like a tiny piece of the broccoli, and then the look on my face is as if I just ate poison. Like it's the most disgusting thing in the world. And then I chase it with whatever else is on my plate. So if I'm eating chicken, I chase it with chicken. Then I down like a water. Mm. So my sons look at dad and they say, "Wait a second, he hates broccoli. What are we doing?" And my answer is, "But you're getting Cody Rhodes, all right? Yeah, that's why." It's I, I don't even blame you. I found actually just found out broccoli is not even real. It's actually man-made. What? Excuse me. I found that out. I've been shoving broccoli down my own throat, and it's not even like a real plant. I found that out. It's like a. Yeah, I, I heard something about that. Yeah. That, that yeah. it's like you you never see just broccoli growing anyway. Yes. It's <laughs> like there's real. no wild broccoli. What? It's yeah. like made like scientifically made. So why is that the go-to vegetable that we're all supposed to eat to be healthy? Where the heck did that come from? Asparagus. Go with asparagus. Asparagus is terrible, too, by the Let's way. try it. What I've tried to do with eating vegetables is I back in the day when I was single, I would cook it and put all kinds of spices on it, oil on it, peanut butter on it, jelly on peanut it, butter? chocolate on it, like anything you could find 
to try to drown out the horror that is brought uh, of asparagus. Didn't work that well. I tried, though. I love asparagus. I love asparagus, too. Do you really? What yeah. a good steak. Do yeah. your kids love asparagus? I don't think so, not that much. I'm still trying to figure out the man-made broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> so just trying to figure that out. Yeah, it is. It's man-made. Man-made. Yeah. And it's yet a it's... combination of cabbage and something else. Like, it's, yeah, it was put together. Yeah, this is going to be my new excuse while I'm not eating it yeah. at a dinner. I don't eat stuff that's man-made like that. Good. We'll get to your calls, 877-337-6666. Daniel Jones may actually get what everybody laughed at. Why it's Crazy. possible Daniel Jones may actually make $40 million a year. Plus, we have an update. I'm so happy to report an update that I've been waiting for for 23 years. And I'm glad you're here, Joe, to discuss it. We have a Roger Clemens, Mike Piazza update. <laughs> we got an update. I've been obsessed with this for 23 years. And what if I told you that Roger Clemens was finally asked about throwing the bat at innocent Mike Piazza. I got an email or a tweet. It was a tweet from somebody who said, I got the greatest question for you. Can you make an all-time starting lineup of characters from baseball movies? And I was like, that's kind of interesting. And then the other night I couldn't sleep because one of my kids woke me up and said, I had a nightmare. And I said, ah, don't worry about it. Aliens are fake, even though mm. they're real. And he went back to sleep and I couldn't sleep. And I made an entire starting lineup of characters from baseball movies. Now, I want you to tell me, and you can disagree with me, obviously, Joe okay. McFly, ladies and gentlemen, movie expert, right? Movie expert. Movie expert. That's right. <laughs> my catcher. Boy, this was rough, Joe's. I had four candidates to be my starting catcher. Who's the, who, who do you have? You ready? Yeah. Jack Parkman of Major League Two. Remember Jack Parkman? Okay. If you name it, I'll let you rename it. And then he hit it, and then he said, call it the something. I can't if say you, If you hit it, you can rename it. Not if you name it, you can rename yeah, it. Yeah, if you, you hit, hit it, it, you can rename it. it. Yeah. He actually used to be on the Indians. And then the Indians, I'm sorry, they were the Indians at the time. Yes. The Indians traded Jack Parkman to the White Sox, which I thought made no sense. Why are you trading your best hitter to a division rival? Right. So he was Major League Two. Do you remember him at all? It, wasn't he the guy on Two Bad Knees? Did he? No, 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 no that's, no. that's Jake Taylor. Yeah. Okay, and that's another candidate, Jake Taylor. I mean, who en ended up managing the team in Major League Two, but in Major League One, he was too busy trying to hook up with Rene Russo. Mm. Very much on his mind. See, I was thinking for catcher, I'd probably go, and I know that they're not the same ages and whatnot, but that's I'm fine. just thinking about movies and that kid from the Sandlot. Um, yes. I have to put him as my catcher. Yes. Um, I'm blanking on his name right now. What was the character's name? You're right. Cause I Ham Porter. Ham, Ham Porter. Porter. Yes. Ham Porter. I mean, come on. He called his shot. Let's go. And by the way, to, to back you up, I gave serious consideration to Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Okay. Now, Benny the Jet also made the major leagues, in fairness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, Crash Davis of Bull Durham. I'm not a fan That's of Bull Durham, one. but I had to. I got to mention him. Yeah. Okay. Bull Durham, okay. Crash Davis. And here's my sleeper, fourth catcher, Rue Baker. Do you remember Rue Baker? Rue Baker? <laughs> yeah, my major league. You got three major league catchers in there. I got three. Well, but here's the deal with Rue Baker. You're missing Ru the obvious one. Okay? There's no obvious one. Yeah, the there obvious is. One. The obvious one. Who's the obvious one? i got to give you a reason for Rue Baker. Rue Baker could not throw the ball back to the pitcher. Right. And the, the trick that they taught Rube, I think Jake Taylor taught him, so teammate. Mm -hmm. Jake Taylor said, I want you to look at Playboy. And start reading the articles. Right. 
And somehow reading the articles and knowing all the factoids about the women relaxed Rube to where he was able to throw the ball back to the pitcher. So I'd have Rube Baker on my roster. Those are my four catchers. Well, you're missing the obvious one. Oh. The obvious one is the best player in the league, Dottie Henson. You know, Joe's just said that actually off air to me. Oh. Yeah. Joe, yeah. yeah. Well, she can't. You're right. She, she was the was best her. player in the league. Yeah. yeah. She only she played was. one year, but yeah. She only she played one player. year, but <laughs> Dottie, Dottie Henson dominated. Best player. Best player. Yeah, she was good, Dottie She was the Henson. best player in the whole sport. Yep. And all the guys loved her, too. Very popular. Very popular. I liked her sister better, Kit. I was more of a Kit fan. That was a good movie. I, I like that movie. Oh, League of Their Own is great. Did she drop the ball on purpose? At the end, when they have the collision, did she drop the ball on purpose for her sister, or did her sister actually knock the ball out of her hand? She dropped it on purpose, in my opinion, but... No, I think Kit was a bulldog. She's the best yeah, player in the think, league. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, she dropped it. You think? You, I think mean, yeah, she dropped I, it on purpose to give she, her sister the shine. Her sister needed the win more than the she sister did. needed the moment. It was the whole story was built up that everybody yeah. loved Dottie. Lay and, off and, the know, high ones, Kit. Lay she off dropped the high it. Ones. She dropped it on purpose. <laughs> yeah, you may be right. My first baseman's not even a competition. If you try to argue with me, I'd be upset. It's Lou Collins of Little Big League, redhead sleeping with the manager's mom. I mean, <laughs> I, uh, what are we talking about? This is the guy, Lou Collins. Sweet Lou Collins. <laughs> Now, I will give honorable mention uh, to Tom Selleck as Jack Elliott, Mr. Baseball. He was a first baseman. So I give him a little bit of honorable mention. Mickey Scales of Little Big League was very good. Did you see Little Big League? I didn't see Little Big League. For some reason, the the name that I'm just a hitter, um, I was thinking about, and I know that he struggled to get these last three hits, but the Mr. 3000 movie was Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac. (laughs) That's his soul. But, like, if we could... You know, he got up to 3,000 hits. Yeah, you know, he got true. somewhere right. in the roster. I think he did play first in the movie, too. Yeah. He did. You know what? I got to put him as a candidate. I forgot about him. Yeah, that was a great movie, too. Yeah it, was. yeah, it was funny. I forgot about that one. I put Roger Dorn at third. I mean, how can you not? Okay. Uh, Willie Mays Hayes in center. Yes. Bobby Rayburn from the fan, Wesley Snipes in left field. <laughs> I still can't get over that they played through a torrential rainstorm like that, yeah. but they somehow did. Pedro Serrano, obviously. And I guess I'll put Roy Hobbs as like my fourth outfielder. I don't know. I thought he sucked. I don't think he was any good. You got a good roster. I'm not done yet. You ready for this? What you got? My DH is Alejandro Butch Hito. Now, I didn't know this guy's name. I knew him as Met Player from Rookie of the Year (laughs) who struck out on the float. (laughs) Now, I did not know his name, Joe, I promise you. So I had to Google that. His name is Alejandro Butch Hito. I I can't. How do you strike? Well... I mean, the floater. Got, he got thrown to Ethan's pitch. <laughs> he could, he could get, listen, he's used to ninety-eight miles an hour. All of a sudden, he's getting floaters. That kid was throwing heat. I was actually telling Evan earlier, like my least favorite baseball movie of all time is uh, Angels in the Outfield. Ugh. It's the worst to me. I just, Which aspect of it? Because I had uh, personal reasons for hating it, and that was Angel Pagan was on the Mets, okay. and every time Angel Pagan come up, yeah. all these morons would stand up and do like the fake Angel thing with their arms, and it drove me nuts. I was like, this movie sucks. Yes. You suck. I wanted to like channel Sal Lacan and call everybody an <laughs> idiot. I didn't like the movie either, but for one reason or another... The the kids saying it could happen like always pops into my head yeah. in like situations like that. Like anytime I want to say, "Hey, it could happen," I always hear that kid's voice. Hey, it could happen. I, is whatever there any reason, kid in Yankee flop flopping or whatever it is, and Iron Boone, don't listen to him. You will get fired. <laughs> Please don't. That's fair. <laughs> I did pull one guy from Angel in the Outfield. 
in my rotation because I got a very deep pitching rotation. First of all, the ace, we cannot debate. Yeah, I know exactly where you're going. There is only one choice for the ace, and that, of course, is Steve Nebraska from the scout because Steve Nebraska got everybody out. Yes. He pitched a 27-out, 81-pitch, perfect game. Literally struck everybody out. Boom, 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 inning over. Yeah. And if I do that eight more times, that's Steve Nebraska in the World Series against the Cardinals. So he's the he's the ace. What was that movie with the um that guy that was like a school teacher and he ended up coming back? That's a real movie. Was it called The, the Rookie? Yeah. The, yeah. Rookie. Yeah. the Rookie. The rookie. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I got to like He's a real guy. I know yeah. he's a real guy. You can't count a real guy. You can't count the real guy. Why not? You can count a real okay, guy. Okay, here's why both of you guys are wrong. You ready? You ready to take out? There are better right. options, maybe, nope. but you can nope. count them if yeah. you wanted to. No, here's why you both can't okay, take your well, right. Why? Why? In a little big league, Ken Griffey Jr. played himself. Randy Johnson played himself. Are we putting Ken Griffey Jr. in the outfield for this? Are we putting Randy Johnson in the rotation? They were in the movie. It feels like They're cheating. Yeah, he wasn't a character. They weren't real people in the movie. So the guy... They- the guy in the rookie's a real person. Now the and it was an actor yeah. playing him, right. sure, but that was a real. Well, person. in '61, you have Mickey Mantle and Roger Maris. Well, we can't use them too. Yeah, or the fair. Babe. That, by the way, Lugie, thank that's, you. That's a better example. Okay. Okay. You can't that's use better, them. Yeah. That's a better example. All right, so you guys. For you, right? We're not Very putting Jackie true. Robinson in the movie Babe Ruth in the in our that's lineup. Fair. All right, you're right. Ty Cobb from Cobb. I mean, come on. He was older by then. Great movie, though. Great movie. What's I that? haven't seen that one, but I'll definitely. You got to see Cobb. Oh, very good. Very good. Um, Tommy Lee Jones. I was going to say. And Robert Wool, who we've had in here. That's right. Yeah. Robert Wool was like the writer who yes. interviewed him. Oh, what a great movie. All right, so Steve Nebraska's the ace. No one could argue. If you argue, you, you don't know what you're talking about. My number two starter is Henry Roman or rookie of the year. Got to give it to him. Okay. Got to hand him the ball. Yes. Guy was throwing 97. With a broken arm. With a broken arm. So. I'm also. <laughs> I never thought about it that way. <laughs> he had a broken arm. <laughs> Uh, Chet, Chet, get in there. Chet Stedman, his teammate, Okay. also wanted to sleep with his mom, by the way. We noticed there's a pattern here. A lot of baseball players <laughs> trying to sleep with managers and teammates' moms. That's, All right? Yeah. Now, Chet Stedman. Not games. <laughs> yeah. Chet was a little washed up, but I give him some love. Billy Chappell, love of the game. That's Kevin Costner. Didn't he throw a no-hitter at Yankee Stadium? Yes. Perfect game. Perfect game, yeah. Was think. it a perfect game? I think so, man. Wow. Played for the Detroit Tigers, and he perfect game to your Yankees. You should be mm. embarrassed by that. They always the make the, the Yankees in these movies look like the grittiest, dirtiest, like, players, right? With, like, the, the, the beards. And I'm like, these aren't the Yankees. Like, <laughs> always do it. That's why I loved Rookie of the Year, <laughs> yeah. because the big evil team in Rookie of the Year was the Mets. <laughs> you know what I couldn't get over about this? So their best hitter was this made-up character, Alejandro Bochito, who I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yet in the movie, when they were doing quick highlights of Henry Rowengartner striking everybody out, there was a clip of Bobby Bonilla as a Met striking out. Mm. So in my brain, I'm thinking, wait a second. When they're in that one-game playoff, why is Butch the star and not Bobby Bo? Like, Bobby Bo's on the Mets. Right. Why is he not getting the big treatment of striking out on the, on the little floater? And then I realized Bobby Bonilla's a big baby. And he's like, I'm not striking out to Henry Rowengartner on a floater. I'll strike out to a 98-mile-an-hour fastball. I won't strike out to the floater. He would have done it if you would have given him, like, a contract that pays him until, like, his kids are of age. You I, know? See, they, I see they would, have, they would have been okay. That would have sold him. Uh, and then my other two guys were uh, Eddie Harris of Major League, who would scuff all the balls, and then Mel Clark of Angels in the Outfield because it's Tony Danza. Okay. And who the hell wouldn't want Tony Danza in their rotation? That's a good point. I love them as a baseball player, and who's the boss? 
See, see that clip when he stole home? Isn't it softball? Oh, isn't he playing softball? Uh, <laughs> I think he is. He's like a 40-year-old man with bad knees. I think it's softball. I know, but it's Tony Danza, man. So that's my lineup. I did a decent job, right? That's good. Did I miss I, anybody other than Dottie? I, I, I think, think. No, I think you're good. I... You didn't mention Wild Thing, right? You don't like Wild Thing? Oh, as my closer? Has he's, to be. He's got well, he he a starting play. pitcher in the But first. as your closer, though, he's got to be the guy. Bringing yeah, the heat. Rick the uh, humiliator. Yeah, the terminator. The eliminator. The eliminator. The, the one we can't say on the air. The master something. <laughs> the master something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think Rick Vaughn was that good. I thought he was very overrated. So wow. I wouldn't put him in there. And remember, I got six starters. I'd probably use Henry Rowengartner to come out of the bullpen. I'd use him as my closer. Hey, he'd be my fireman coming out of the bullpen. <laughs> Mike's in Brooklyn. What's going on, Mike? Yo, you missed one guy, the best one, Kelly Leak, Bad News Bears. Yeah, that's a guy. I just got a text about that, too. Kelly Leak was pretty damn good. And it goes back to can we allow kids on this roster? Right. You open the door, Joes, because you put uh, the catcher in there. Age him up. Yeah. No, so he's I, a pitcher, not a catcher. The rookie. Who are you talking about? The, the rookie, right? No, no, the catcher from um, Oh, from Sandlot. Sandlot. Right, yeah, right. yeah. No, he started it right at the beginning saying, right. we got to put him in. Well, I mean, it's a kid. Yeah. Kelly Leak, outfielder, but it was still a kid. Yeah, we can put Kelly Leak in there. Put him in there. I'm trying to think who else I mean. I think I nailed everybody. I think that was a 100 out of 100. We need another really good baseball movie to come out. Or, or sports movie. We do for one, dude. You're yeah. so right about that. And it can't be like another remake of Major League. You can't do that. You've no, already done five of them. I feel like the remake situation where people are remaking movies and shows, I feel like it's like a cop-out from trying new things. So you got to be creative. Just try I, it out. You, it is a very good point that if you think about it, when was the last time we had a really good baseball movie? And unfortunately, I have the answer, and I wouldn't even count it. But Which I one? have an answer. Which one is that? Moneyball. Moneyball was really good. But we can't count it. We can't count it because it's, like, about a real thing. Yeah, but they there's a lot of theatrics that they did, like Billy Bean looking like that. He doesn't look like that. <laughs> wait, wait, are you trying to say that <laughs> Billy Bean is not hot? Like uh, Brad Pitt is hot? He's not Brad Pitt. I think I can. we can go out on a, uh, on a limb and say that. So of know? all the things you take away from Moneyball is things not being true. <laughs> the number thing that jumps out at you is, come on, Billy Bean ain't that hot. What are we talking they, about? They did win those games. They did. Um, did they leave out the fact that they choke in the playoffs every year? No, nah, they should have left that in. Should have <laughs> left that in. Yeah, I mean, and by the way, Moneyball is a great movie. Eight Men Out is a great movie. Cobb is a great movie. Like, there's a lot of great baseball movies about real things. 42 is a great baseball yes. movie, and that, that is recent. I think what I'm thinking, and maybe you're thinking the same thing, is a baseball movie like the ones we just described. Yeah. A fake baseball movie. Yes, yes. Yeah. Make it about the pitch clock. It'll get everybody all crazy, <laughs> all hot and bothered. Can you believe it? The pitch clock? Oh, my goodness. One-second pitch clock. <laughs> T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.